Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live, kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village. The award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007. Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at IkeEisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. In the last, so since we started the show, which was what, summer of 2021, give or take, the website has the number of days on it, by the way, folks, if, you, if, you're, if you're that interested in how old the podcast is, we put a, we put a ticker over there. I mean, what are some of the what are some of the what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen inside the village? It's a loaded you know question. Started, maybe, but I'm sorry. It may be a loaded question, but oh, because that's, you know, I mean, there's <clears throat> yeah, considerable period of time now, and I mean, it seems to me that there may have been more changes in that period of time than in any other same similar period of time since you've been in the village. Well, the, the one word I would say is it, there's been so much change, but the change has brought stability. We interviewed Jason Temple, love Jason Temple, fantastic engineer, great guy. Man, Ken's doing a great job too. Ken Unger that took his place. Uh, I, I hated to see Ricky retire. It was just time for him to retire and he had, he, he had had enough of being a policeman. And I want to say just one more time, man, those of you who are dressed in blue and go out and defend us every day. And, you know, Randy, when you go do consulting, when I go do IT work or I go work on phones or I go do rental stuff, I don't worry about losing my life and not coming home that night. No. You know, it, it's it's not a hypothetical to these guys. They get right. it. Uh, I think Christy's doing a fantastic job. That's Christy Bennett, the new police chief. Speaking of that, I've got a question. Sure. Uh, I've had this curiosity and I just uh, shame on me if I haven't dug enough. So I know there's been a change in the police force in the in the village. Do you understand that? Do you understand? Do you understand the changes? And they were able to were they able to access some state money, some federal money, by by restructuring? By I don't I don't understand all that. Yeah, uh, if and you I, don't, I, then sorry to put you on the spot. No, 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 no. I'm not on the spot. I'm just gonna I'm gonna repeat what a a very high ranking official has told me. Okay. 
and that is it's in the process. Oh, so it's not a done deal. As a matter of fact, the high-ranking official that told me that said that it was uh, it was premature when it was spoken. Oh, that said, it's not wrong. It's just a little early. But they're pursuing it. They're pursuing whatever this is, and 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 the benefits to the village are going to be. Well, it's funny you should say that because I was going to tie into the next piece of that. Right back behind my shoulder is Lake Lago, which is the water supply. You may know about a property that lies very adjacent. Yeah, I do. Uh, And uh, Lake Lago is our water supply. And as I mentioned on one of our episodes with Kelly Hale, you know, if, 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 if the village failed, if we were a failed POA and, and we just, you know, we didn't build the $6 million expansion we needed to do. And the, the 19,000 people here started pooping in Lake, the middle of Lake of, of the, the, the middle fork of the Saline river, which is a protected waterway. And right. we didn't take care of our, our wastewater and all that. It would be tens of millions of recuperation. It would be phenomenally expensive. And he said, that's true. That's true. And he said, we're working on some ways to rename and relabel some things so we're um we're uh eligible for some recovery funds and so you know on, I, I interviewed um uh kelly uh, excuse me ken unger and he's talking about and by the way today on DeSoto, when i'm coming and going they're re- they're redoing some of these uh, uh culverts you know, they've got it down to one lane and whatever, right. and they're pumping the water across the street so they can keep it dry while they're spraying that concrete inside these culverts, saving us a thumbnail, a million dollars ish. Right. If this, if Kelly pulls this off and if, and there literally are elements before the state legislature, this legislative season, if they approve this, it could save us the better part of $6 million. Now you talk about moving the needle. That's not moving the needle that's kind of burying the needle. Uh, you know how long it would take to, for rate increases or POA do increases to increase $7 million. Yeah. A day or two, a day or two. Yeah. So, and, and that's, once again, it's in the process and that's the same thing. The state funds with the police, the state funds would allow us uh, some matching funds. It would allow us to be a, uh, you know, simply because the people that are in here are in a private community and the general public can't come in doesn't mean the police don't have the same responsibility here as they do out there. Right. We do send our police out. Uh, the last, the, the tornado first one in 20 years or 15 years yep. Yep. that we had outside the gates. And it was a, nobody mentions this, but it was a F one. It was, there were long discussions, whether that was just straight high winds or whether it was circular. And if you saw the video on our, our Facebook, page, Facebook page, you'll see there was a circular cloud that went over and, you know, the, the Hot Springs police were there immediately. The Hot Springs ambulances were there immediately. We didn't go, oh, I don't know. That's outside our jurisdiction. No, we were there. And uh, by the way, uh, hmm, I, there's a prayer of Thanksgiving this coming Sunday at 2 p.m. Uh, that's December the 6th, 7th, uh, 8th. Yeah, uh, it could have been a lot worse. Could have been dramatically bad. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I was telling you about Karen, who helps manage our Airbnbs. She was actually sitting in the parking lot in her SUV, in her white, I'm sorry, in her white uh, Toyota, waiting for um, uh, her granddaughter to come out. And she was going to pick her up. And the words she used about that, that tornado were, quote, 
the rain came down like shattered glass. And I said, what do you mean? She said, it's as if the, the sky was made of glass and somebody just hit it and it broke into a million pieces and just dumped all at once. And she said, and then the car started rocking back and forth and some trees tipped over and then it was gone. Yeah. Uh, that was about 224. We didn't get a notice that there was a anything in even in even a warning or, a, or anything until 228. It had already happened, gone and other end of the village, probably, or at least middle of the village. And it, I think it must have been a simple type of microburst or something. But, yeah. boy, it was. Yeah. Are there are there sirens inside the village? No, there are not. And they're not in Garland County and there's not sirens in, in uh, Fountain Lake either. Um. And frankly, to be frank about it, the way that the county, if you look on a map, if you see Saline County and Garland County, Garland, not so much. Uh, Saline County, that way, mm-hmm. about um, two miles, three miles. And then it goes nearly 45 miles the other direction. It's long and narrow yeah. and very, very, very wide. Uh, any place in Saline County, if there's a tornado warning, any place in Saline County, they set the the alarm off the countywide. Well, we wouldn't have known that. We, it wouldn't have. Cell, I mean, fo- cell phone alerts. Well, yeah, we got cell phone alerts. I got cell phone alerts four minutes after it had already hit. Yeah. So yeah, see, it, it, here, here in DFW, I mean, everybody's got every every community, every sure. every municipality's got sirens. Sure. Uh, sure. In fact, they just <clears> tested. <throat> they tested ours yesterday at one at one o'clock. Sent out a notice where you know we're going to test it. You know, ours went off um, a month or so ago when we had some bad storms that came that came through here, but cell phone alerts and and they happen in real time. In fact, we usually get the cell phone alert before we hear the siren. And and that and again, has it's in a major Metro. It's in a major Metro sure. market. You know, I mean, come on, we're in a top five market in the country. So there's yeah. that. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not well, comparing DFW to hot Springs village. Your urban density matters so much for you, but, but to be yep. fair. And for those that are listening and watching around the world, literally what you don't know is that Jesseville high school literally backs up to what we call the the Lake Washita Forest Work Center, which if it, it, we have maybe 100 guys, maybe 80 guys who work in our part of 1.7 million acres of national forest. Okay. Yeah. And that work center is right behind the football stadium. In other words, there's nothing north of that except 1.7 million acres of national forest. Right. And, and there's no, nobody can say, Hey, I'm coming down highway seven. And I just want to let you know, there's a big tornado coming down. Now they may might be able to see it radar indicated, but number one in the national forest, there's no cell phone service. So you can't yeah. even notify people. Yeah. It's anyway, yeah, it, it's a very different world. A very, well, the good you, news you go, is you're really not in quote unquote tornado alley. You know, as we have affectionately called it in the, uh, in the Oklahoma, Texas, you know, area, but listen, as we well know, I mean, that, that bad one that hit Tuscaloosa, you know, uh, a couple of decades ago, uh, truly tragic and and killed, killed a number of people. So, and and my point being, I, I would have been until this last weekend, I would have been a huge, huge, huge proponent for, um, for the, uh, uh, the towers and the alarms. And I get that. But getting a cell phone alert four minutes after the tornado has struck wouldn't have done anybody much good. No, and, and I don't that, understand that because the, the cell phone technology seems to oh, me. Oh, it's, it's immediate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and, well, I think what happened was, was I think we had a pending, and I'll check on this, uh, we, had a, we had a tornado watch in the area, and it struck and developed so quickly. Right. And there's, there was no other way to report it. 
It literally dropped out of the sky as soon as it got out of the forest, as soon as it came out of 1.7 million acres of square of, of, of national forest, which is all trees, it dropped down into the first open area, literally, which is the football field, came across the football field, wiped it up, and thank you, Jesus, rose up to go over the gymnasium. Uh, they had a safe room there. Guess what? Nobody got in the safe room because they didn't have notice. Yeah, right. Not enough time. They got in the safe room five right. minutes afterwards, 10 minutes after it hit and passed right. on by. Now, these things have a mind of their own. Okay, so there's legislation up that, you know, if if goes according to plan, then the village could be a huge beneficiary of, you know, and the, and the kind of the crazy thing for those of us that aren't steeped in history inside of it. I mean, come on, you, you own a home there, you live there, even if you live there part-time and, and you're paying taxes and you're paying property taxes and you're, I mean, you're still a citizen in the community. You may or may not be a resident in the state, but you're, you're still paying what you would pay even if you're in a gated community, which is kind of one of the things that's, that's kind of puzzling, always kind of puzzling to me. It's like, okay, well, you're exempt from getting some things, but y'all all still pay what, what you would pay if you lived outside the gates, basically. Um, but I do think, I do think Kelly is, I, I think Kelly's working hard. I, I, you and I both talked offline, uh, when we read, a little bit about his bio and neither one of us knew him at the time. Neither of us had met him at the time. And I remember telling you, I mean, it seems to me, I know this given his background and stuff, the guy's an operator and people can criticize it all they want, you know, stylistically or anything else. I just, I believe as a property owner and as somebody involved in this podcast, yeah, I, th I think the village desperately needed an operator. I think we desperately needed somebody who was willing to dig in and do that. And I do think that it's hugely beneficial that it's a, it's a guy who was already there, a guy who was attracted to the village and came to the village and isn't looking to be in this position forever. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure the guy's got literally bigger fish to fry at this stage of his life. Uh, so yeah, listen, I, I appreciate, I appreciate him and, and the whole staff over there, but I admittedly have a positive bias toward the people that do that kind of work. Well, I mean, let's face it. And, and we talked about an operations guy, you know, we would, we would like, we would like, uh, Jesus to be our general manager. We'd like him to work for less than a hundred thousand a year. Uh, we'd like for him to put in 50 to 60 hours a week. Uh, never get tired of people criticized or complained uh, and be great at personal public relations and marketing and operations. Yeah. Pick one, N not eight, pick one. And, and my point to that is uh, you, you say Kelly is an operations guy. No question. And, and I think some of the other people not to be disparaging, but just where it is, I think other people were learning on the job and, you know, here we get, frankly, a world-class talent from UPS that, that has been there, what, decades, knows how one of the tightest, most efficient corporations on the planet works and walks in and goes, eh, why are y'all doing that that way? And nobody has a good answer. Well, I, you know, what I can tell you, the, the thing that I love, uh, you know, about him is is just the curiosity to, to ask the, the seemingly naive 
and yet challenging question because in my own leadership journey, that has just paid huge dividends for me. I mean, some of the yeah. biggest accomplishments that I've been able to make and help a, help a team of people make in, in running businesses is, is doing just that is saying, okay, why, why are we doing this? I mean, I'm looking at these numbers and I don't get it. Can somebody help me understand this? And when people look at you and go, and you're like, okay, well you, you can put numbers to this stuff. And those numbers begin to really add up, you know, and he's, he's given countless reports in, in these meetings, um, of how much money, you know, has been saved. And, and I know that for a lot of people, they look at that and like, well, what sheer stupidity. And let me tell you, I don't care. I don't care if you're UPS. I don't care who you are. There stupidity is everywhere. <laughs> and it's not because people are trying to, it's just because, you know, entropy is a real thing. If you don't paint your house, it's going to decay. If you don't mow your yard, if you don't get your leaves picked up and taken over to Ken's house or wherever, you know, uh, which I hope everybody watched that show. I mean, if you didn't watch it this, if you didn't watch it this year, then watch it for next fall because you're going to, you're going to need it. You know, leaving your leaves, I think was how we titled yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and let's be frank, 185 shows or so into this process, look, some of them have been fantastic and barn burners and super interesting, and others are informational, and others, there could have been a sleeper here and there. But my point being, like with no, the others, are like this one, they just suck. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like you and me just doing this the whole darn oh, time. Hello, you, who's the guest? You, you said hit record, and here we are. Here so. we are. Well, and, and we're going to have to wrap up here in a minute to to truncate. But what I was getting at is some of these episodes and you, you talk about the term and I like you using the term. Some of these episodes are evergreen. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter next year. doesn't matter the year after doesn't matter the year after go back and watch the leaves episode. As you said, it no, was, I mean, you know, unless episode. Ken and the POA come up with some, you know, some other solution that, you know, that they think is more efficient, but I mean, man alive being able to save money by just hauling, you know, can you haul your leaves, you know, and drop them off. You know, we were sitting, we were, we're sitting over here in Dallas, Fort Worth thinking, you know, that, that'd be, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty cool. Even, even over here and you know, they'll pick them up, you know, they'll pick them up here, uh, you know, and it's not free. Nothing's free. You know, we're paying for it, but I was visiting with somebody who, who lives up North and they were talking about how, you know, they, they got trucks that come by. They just push all their leaves out. Yeah. And they just suck them all up, you know, and stuff. And I'm like, really? I'm well, you're still paying for that too, but you're oh, right. yeah, yeah, of course yeah. you're paying, you're paying big money for that. But yeah, North, North Little Rock does that. Little Rock doesn't do it, but North Little Rock does it. Oh, North Little Rock's technically what we call dog town. Oh, okay. So there's that. Right. Yeah. No, people would pick enough. up their people. I assume that's not dogs. a term of affection. That's not an affectionate term. People would pick up their dogs and carry them on a ferry across the river, Arkansas river to North Little Rock and dump them off. So that they didn't have a stray dog problem in Little Rock, they just dumped them in North Little Rock, and the dogs couldn't make it back across the river uh, unless you brought them on the ferry or something. So, hence Dogtown. I, I don't see. care for that term so much. I see. Yeah. Well, I don't blame them. I don't blame them much. And <laughs> I was I was going to mention though he he touched on and he just briefly in a fleeting moment said, "We're trying to do composting." And we're going to, you know, to compost, to, right. to take, you, you saw the footage. I literally had some drone footage where we yep. went over these yep. billions of leaves yep. and it, it kind of put those, the problem in better perspective, you know, mm -hmm. 
but to compost that and then to turn it into something that we could use in flower beds or mulch or come on, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's an abundance of them, so you might as well leverage them, <laughs> leverage them for something. Might as well make the most of them. Speaking of making the most of them, let's come back and do this again soon. So great to have you back, Randy. Well, I've been here all along. <laughs> I just, I just, I just hadn't been been on screen, been, been on, screen. been forward, haven't been forward facing. Listen, I will tell everybody. Listen, I'm, I'm alive and well, and I'll, I'll, I'll be very candid and tell everybody. I, I. I'm completely transparent about this. I, I did. I stepped away. Number one, I had COVID. I got COVID. So July the 8th was the last episode that I was on till this one. And as we're hitting record, it's January the 5th, Thursday. Don't know when we're going to release this, but just so that you got some time frame here. And I had already been thinking about it. You know, it just seemed to me it just, there's so many voices and I want hot springs village to be the star I want, I want our guest to be the star, you know? And so I was just happy to, you know, Dennis didn't ask, I didn't tell, I just, I just made an executive decision and just did it and just kind of blended into the background and continue to do, you know, production and, and the behind the scenes stuff. And you all know I'm energy management wise. I'm an introvert. I'm not socially awkward. Um, I'm outgoing, but you know, so Dennis and I are just, we're wired very differently, which frankly is a good thing. Uh, if anything, I think it proves the point that, you know, come on, we, we've all got something that we can, we can add to the, to the party and the conversation, but Dennis being there full time, I'm not knowing the background and the history of the place, because the way this thing got started, you were the kind of the resident expert. You know, because I was just coming at this. Well, you were because you've been there and you know a lot of people. And you know, come on, folks. I mean, he's he's the guy that's got the Rolodex to die for. And I basically came over there, and I I mean, I knew the people that were hosting us when we would come over, and I got to meet a few people. But and of course, that went up exponentially when we started the podcast. But so I didn't have any hangups. I didn't have I had zero hangups about it at all. Uh, you know, stepping back and. You know, we'll see, we'll see what the future holds, but I still want, you know, whether it's Ken or Kelly or anybody else, uh, that we have on as a guest, you know, yeah, we want to highlight, we want to highlight these people, you know, we want to hear their story. And I told Dennis, come on, he and I can get on here and we can tell, we can tell our stories when we, when we want to kind of a thing. And you gotta be you, I gotta be me. And it's all good. It's all good. So there's been, th no, think, there's been no falling out. There's exactly. been, exactly. I think people need to know there, there is zero friction. Oh there no. Is, that, no. That's, and, and, and we, the problem is, is that we're both self, so self-assured. We assume that people know that and they don't because that that's no. Well, I haven't gotten any feedback. I mean, I've had, I've had, I've had emails <laughs> like, you know, what, where are you at? What's, <laughs> but you know, and I've emailed, I've emailed people back, but I'm still very present in the Facebook group and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, no, no, there's, it, it was strictly, you know, I, this, I, my voice just doesn't need to be here, you know, as, as, as much as it was, I still feel that way, by the way. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making any plans of being involved in, in every episode. And I don't think anybody really cares though. 
Well, no, I, but I, and I mentioned this as I, I think I mentioned this earlier. You know, we were sitting, well, tell it, no, no surprise. We we're sitting, talking, having lunch with Jeff Harrington at, at Village Hardware, who, you know, great friend and hopefully somebody we're going to be working more with. Uh, and we were, we were kind of looking at the dynamics of how would this show help a hardware show? Because everybody who watches is a homeowner or at least a renter to bare minimum. You know, you got to live somewhere. And I remembered thinking, you know, we're really better together. But I get your point. I really get your point that when there's too many voices and I realize I'm the loud voice and that's not my intent all the time, uh, but there are too many voices. And, and your point being, you know, the, the star needs to be Hot Springs Village inside out and that needs to be clear. And I get it. I get it. But, I, but that said, I still want to do more shows. Just you and I like this. I think as as I, I know you, I know me, you and I talk about this and we're like, yeah, you know who wants to see this? Who and the bottom line is more people than you and I think want to see this. They well, like and this I don't doubt that. And I, I told Dennis before we hit record, uh, you know, and we've been talking, you know, uh, quite a bit in the last week or so uh, to get to today. I mean, I've still got. Listen, folks, I've still got a boatload of questions. That's what I was going to say. You ask good questions. My, you got great my, questions. My, my experience inside the village doesn't date back beyond September 2018. And, you know, and while I've made a bunch of trips there and the trips that I've made tend to be six to eight days at a time, it's still not a lot of time. It's still not a lot of time. And I drive through the gates and I still feel like I did, except that it's even better now because I'm in the right-hand lane. So that's always good. <laughs> and uh, by the way, you had a great episode, Life in the Right-Hand Lane. I love Yeah, you know, show. and I had no idea. I mean, I really thought that the hot pink stickers, I thought that was a joke. I, I had no <laughs> idea that that was a real – I t Rhonda saw it, and she's like – have you seen that? And I said, oh, that somebody Photoshopped that, that, that hey, let's give that to the Texans. I'm like, there's no way that that can be real. So when the girl handed me, handed me that I came that close to saying something, but I didn't, <laughs> but I thought, well, I mean, they should be something that the people at the gate can easily spot and they certainly can, but they, they won't miss the hot pink. No, no, sure. they won't. So, you know, so no, it, listen, it's, it's all good. We, we definitely want everybody to understand, you know, we're, listen, we're trying to make the show better, uh, always better, always better. I'm not telling you that we're successful at it. Uh, I'm going to blame Dennis for most of that. Most of that. No, listen, I, truth, truth, just me to you. And I've said this to you before, but it, it's worth saying publicly. If you're a fish, you don't ask fish to climb trees and one of us is a fish and the other one is a squirrel. I mean, there's your metaphor. I don't know which of us is which, but all that to say, we're just, he and I are both, we're very, very different. Here's what you need to know as an audience, the things that really matter when it comes to core values and conviction and integrity and honesty, and just wanting to do the right thing and absolutely being passionate and in love with a place. I mean, we just share that in spades and there's the tie, there's the tie that binds, you know, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want you to be me any more than I want to be you. You know, we're both comfortable with who we are and what we are. And I think, I think the audience knows that. I think the, I hope the audience appreciates that. I hope they can see it, but you're, you're, you you talk about integrity and honesty and, 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 and love for the place. It's like an 11. It likes goes all the way to eleven, yeah. so it's like one louder. Yeah, that's exactly no, that's exactly where we both are, and and you know it's it's 
it's it's like a great marriage. And I mean, this is it sincerely, you know, it's convenient that we see the world the same way. It's convenient. We don't have to argue about every little peck and what tittle and whatever. But at the same time, it's because we have the same passion for the same place. It's there's yeah. nothing different, nothing different yeah. at all. That 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 having a common goal makes it that much easier. Well, and I think the diversity of the shows, I would hope if it doesn't benefit the people inside the village, and I would hope that it does, but it absolutely, I know, has some benefit to people that are outside the village that are looking at the village. And there's increasingly more and more of you who are looking, who are looking at hot springs village, Arkansas as a potential, as a perspective place, uh, that you can get to, you know, if not sooner than later, yeah. uh, Rhonda and I, I'm, I've made no bones about it. I mean, we, we have got, we've got solid plans afoot you know, to be there. I don't know how, I don't know how soon, you know, I I've shared with everybody. We got five grandkids here. The people that I love the most are here in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. The place that I love the most is there in hot Springs village. No offense to Dennis and everybody else in hot Springs village, but you're not family, you know? So when you got five grandkids, it's, that's a different kind of a challenge. Uh, but I hear from people regularly. You hear from people regularly. I know that we've, I mean, our, I can Claire hear from people regularly that, you know, are relocating into the village and they've got their own dreams and ambitions. And I think it's great. I think it's great. I will hawk one episode of leaning toward wisdom that I, that I will, I will put in the show notes. And, and by the way, let me interrupt real quick, leaning toward wisdom. I'm going to plug for you real quick, leaning toward wisdom, leaning toward wisdom.com. A wonderful podcast has a YouTube video that goes with it that Randy's been doing for years. And basically forgive me if I'm mistaken, kind of a memorandum memorandum to your kids and your grandkids. So, I mean, your, yeah. your voice being spoken. Well, that's, that, yeah, that that's how it started. And that really pretty much is the, is how it goes today, which is something else. I think the audience needs to understand. I, I've got, I got two other podcasts and got a day job and I'm on, and I'm on them every week. So it's not like I need Mike or FaceTime. Uh, but I did an episode about basically the theme was this, you know, if, if you want to, if you want to watch more parades, then you need to cheer more. And I know that we live in a world where people, it's just easy to throw cold water. And I'm, I'm really, I come over there. Well, true story. So. Um, man, help me. I went brain dead dominoes. Uh, what's the young guy? The K. Keith? No, no, Jason, <laughs> Jason, Jason, Jason. So, so Jason, you know, manages dominoes ends up being able to, to get the franchise. And I just think it's cool. I don't have a clue. I don't know any more details than that. And we applaud him. Yeah. So I go in, I go in and I pick it up, you know, and. I give him a card and I, I tell him who I am. And he said, yeah, I know who you are. And I'm like, okay, well, this is out of hand, but yeah, yeah, yeah. inescapable. Just, I know who you I'm, are. I'm just, you know, it's those, those, I think those are great stories. I love, I love those stories. I love it. You know, you, you talk to somebody and you know, somebody's moving from Chicago into the village and you hear a little, you just hear enough of their story to kind of wet my appetite. And I'm like, I like it when people's dreams come true. I just think it's great. Yeah. I think it's terrific. Yeah, it doesn't have to be my dream, you know, cause I got my own dreams, but I want to see more parades, you know? So I'm so willing, to, more. I'm willing to, yeah, I'm willing to sit over here and cheer more and, 
And I think, I think Hot Springs Village Inside Out, I think, I think we've made some contribution to that effort. I would hope that we have. And I'll shut up. No, I promise you. I promise you. Well, let's wrap up this episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out. I'm Dennis Simpson. He's Randy Kentrell, and we will see you next time. Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.